Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Imagine being able to sit down in heaven with somebody who's been martyred for their faith. Or imagine having a conversation with someone who had, who suffered greatly in their Christian life. And imagine in that interview, you asking them the question, was it worth it? Was giving your life for Christ or was suffering for Christ, was it worth it? I think you're going to find the answer to be Absolutely. And we're going to see a couple things in Scripture today that remind us that in the end, what we do for Christ and staying faithful to Christ will be worth it. And I think more than we even anticipate, more than we even dream, it could be worth it. And that should remind us also that the Christian life should involve suffering. Even as we've seen at our church recently, studying through the book of Philippians, according to the Apostle Paul, and really uh, the example of Christ as well, when it comes to the Christian life, suffering is not a bug. It's a feature. It's part of the Christian life. Now, let's dig into God's Word and see where I'm getting this from. Let's start in Revelation chapter 7. Now, Revelation chapter 7, this is kind of a pause here between the sixth seal, which has this cataclysmic judgment on earth and people hiding from the wrath of the Lamb. And then the next chapter, we'll get into the seventh seal and the seven trumpets. But here we we get a scene of, of something else. We get a scene of something that seems to be going on on earth and something that seems to be going on in heaven. And it starts with this vision, really, of uh, this group of 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. Now, again, as we've seen with a lot of stuff in Ezekiel, Daniel, Revelation, um, there's some disagreement about what this means. I think the best way to understand this is in a pretty literal way, that during this seven-year period of tribulation, there will be these uh, witnesses uh, from uh, the people of Israel. And this is talking about people that are of the people of Israel and from these specific tribes. And then we see uh, a great multitude, not from the nation of Israel, but from every nation and from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with white palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then it goes on to say, who are these people? And it says they are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. So this doesn't seem to be just saying, uh, you know, that they're in heaven, there's this multitude from every nation, although that's true. We see, I think specifically, there's a multitude from every nation coming out of the great tribulation. And I do think it's correct to understand this time of seven year, uh, this seven year period uh, is going to include a lot of suffering and a lot 
lot of chaos in the world, but it's also going to be a time of grace in the world that many will be saved. Uh, We see these 144,000 from Israel, and then we see a great multitude from every nation. Uh, But here's where we get to um, this idea of whatever the interpretation may be, following Christ will be worth it. Because it describes them, it says they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now look at verses 15, 16, and 17. It says, therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. You think you're going to talk to any of these uh, tribulation saints and say, hey, you know, whatever you endured in that time for Christ, was it worth it? I mean, consider what you just read. Uh, I think it's going to be worth it. Serving God in his temple day and night, all the, the, the suffering of earth is gone. No more hunger, no more thirst. Uh, being with the lamb, him being with us as our shepherd, guiding them to springs of living water and God wiping away every tear from their eyes. And I inadvertently used even the word us in there, uh, but You see, I think this is talking specifically about those that we see there in verse 14 of the Great Tribulation, but you see language of this when we get to the later chapters of Revelation describing the new heaven and the new earth, uh, that all Christians are going to experience things like this. All Christians share the promise of someday no more hunger, no more thirst, no more tears. All Christians share the promise of someday Jesus will be with us. It's going to be worth it. Whatever we do, whatever we sacrifice, whatever we suffer in this life, we will not regret. And we get a glimpse of that, I think, in our reading in Daniel today as well. As we go to Daniel chapters 10 through 12. And here we see Daniel, he's had this series of visions. And we see that Daniel is greatly affected by this. we see that even just in his penitence, in his prayer. Uh, and today we pick it up and in verse 2 of chapter 10. He says he was mourning for three weeks and eating no delicacies, no meat or wine entered his mouth. Um, so he is at some level of fasting and abstaining from normal pleasures of life. He is mourning. Um, and as he does this, God answers him. And in verse 10, it says, behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said, Dan, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. Uh, So there you, you see a word of comfort to Daniel. I love how it even begins. Oh, Daniel, man greatly loved. And Daniel has experienced suffering. He's in exile. He's had to go through hard situations of 
uh, just chapter one, the resolve to stay away from the, the king's delicacies. Chapter two, uh, the grace under fire of the threat of being killed. Uh, obviously, chapter six and the lion's den, and then these visions that he's had and had to work through. Uh, this has been an intense time. And it says, no, you're greatly loved. And you know what? God is hearing you. Uh, and even your resolve, because you set your heart to understand and you humbled yourself before God, God has heard you. And then there's more comfort for him in verse 19. And he said, O man greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. And as he spoke to me, I was strengthened uh, and said, let my Lord speak for you have strengthened me. And then he goes on to, to talk more and we get more in visions in the rest of the reading. But note there uh, again, just the encouragement that Daniel receives. Now, again, there's very some very specific things here to Daniel and in Revelation. I think we saw some things specific about those 144,000 witnesses and the, the people getting saved out of the Great Tribulation. But what I want us to see is these are glimpses that, that all Christians can hope in. That if you, like Daniel, resolve and set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, God's going to hear you. And if you follow the lamb and serve the lamb, well, someday you will be in the presence of the lamb and you will not experience suffering anymore. I mean, one chapter that came to my mind as I read this this morning was Hebrews chapter 11. When you consider all the sacrifices made by the people of faith in that chapter and the promises of reward that are in that chapter. So I think our readings today in Revelation 7 and Daniel 10 through 11 or 12 should encourage us um, along those same lines. Now, chapter 11 gets into some pretty specific prophecy uh, that I think, again, comes to this figure of Antiochus Epiphanes. And if you have a good study Bible, it should give you some more information about him. But I do think, as some other uh, Bible commentators do that it's right to understand as you get to chapters 30 or verses 35 and 36, uh, where it talks about until the time of the end, for it still waits the appointed time. And then verse 36, where it starts talking about, and the king shall do as he well, wills, he shall exalt himself. I do think there's a pivot there from Antiochus Epiphanes, two things still in the future. And that yes, Antiochus Epiphanes in some ways is a, a foretaste of really this figure that will come uh, known often referred to as the Antichrist. And I don't think this is out of character for biblical prophecy. Hopefully by now, as you've read some of the other prophets, it does seem that it's clear that sometimes it talks about the near future. Sometimes it talks about the not so near future. And sometimes it talks about the very distant future. Think about Isaiah, where some of the prophecy is very immediate, going to be fulfilled pretty soon. Some of the prophecy refers to the first coming of Christ and some of the prophecy refers to the second coming of Christ. So I don't think that's a very big leap to say, hey, I think some of this is talking about stuff that was fulfilled with Antiochus Epiphanes. And some of this is still yet to be fulfilled with the Antichrist. But I hope uh, even with Daniel and Revelation and even reading those right now at the same time, it gets us hungry to dig in more and study more. I know it has uh, even for me. God's word is good. We will spend our whole lives digging into it. And I don't think we're ever going to come up empty. There will always be more to learn. And the result of that should always be more glory, more affection uh, for and to God. 
so uh, what, a, what a great day, again, digging into God's Word. And I hope you are encouraged today uh, to live for Christ, to sacrifice for Christ, to suffer for Christ, knowing that it will be worth it. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.